Thank you for tuning back to Adama Stars. So today I'm going to be interviewing or having, or having a discussion with a good friend of mine, another brother called Claude, is a, a man of many faces. And, you know, on the surface, you know, the reason why he's, to me, very interesting and a very a particular person is because on the surface, this guy can't do anything wrong. I mean, he's like the perfect guy. And I wanted to speak to him because I feel that there's more to him than what he presents on the surface. And the discussion is based upon this duality, this duality of who we want to be and who people perceive us as being. And I think he's a great example of somebody who's who has battled through that duality and still battles within reason. I mean, we all do to different extents. But the reason why I like this, or why Claude, I really love Claude, is because of his willingness to accept that, look, this is, you know, I have my shortcomings, right? And, you know, I'm trying to do something about it, but still battling, you know, my issues of, of old, you know, my relationship with my, my father and my uncle. And I really just want to have a discussion and really open up with him um, about his journey and his kind of, his struggles with this idea of duality. So I hope you enjoyed this conversation and uh, yeah, do send over your, you know, your, your questions and your responses because it's, it all matters and it all makes a big difference. So thank you. So this is part one of my conversation with Claude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Claude, jeez. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a long time coming. I am privileged to be here. Thank, uh, thank, thank you God for, for making this possible. No, the last time I was supposed to be here was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? I'm here. I'm excited. Adama Stars, uh, happy to be here, sir. Thank you very much for having me here. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and let's, let's just clear the air. The reason why I want you here is because I think there's more to you than meets the eye. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we can see somebody smiling, right? Yeah. yeah it's like they're, they're smiling. It's like, it's all good. So good. But yeah. then there's more. Right, like the their smiles is loaded with other things. Absolutely. But now we're talking about discernment, and do people want to see beyond what their physical carnal eye sees? And it's about understanding that if I'm gonna say that you're my brother, yeah, yo, like come on, like I'm your I'm your brother, right? Yeah. And so I need to be able to connect, um, and vice versa. And the more that we connect, the more I reckon we can be more powerful because yeah. now you're showing and operating in your purest self without shame of like only this part of me people want to see. Absolutely. And sometimes that's a, um, I think that's a, um, a fallacy, like a story, a narrative that we tell ourselves that yeah. nobody wants to see the other aspects, the other facets, the other faces of, of us that yeah. people only want to see that and i want to talk about that dilemma that that pulling that mm -hmm. that battle and i feel yeah. that you know just speaking with you you know especially since we went to the the marriage marriage retreat, marriage retreat i think awesome that i think that was the beginning whether so at this 
guy. This guy. <laughs> There's a lot of struggle even going there. <laughs> I, I know. I know. I know. I, know, I, 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 I had was, to drag I, myself there. <laughs> I, and I think it was, I didn't, I initially didn't want, I was like, I'm not about this. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But I think it was very timely for me yeah. um, to really kind <clears throat> of come out of myself. Yeah. And the whole premise of this podcast is really to be truly, you know, okay, open, yeah. you know, vulnerable at the same time, but open yeah. uh, and really just say, Do you know what? I'm going to own my story. I'm going to own all the aspects of me, the good, the yeah. bad, the ugly. And you know what? Burn it. I don't care what anyone says. And I just kind of want to, I just want to hear your journey, you know, in terms of where you've come from. So, you yeah. know, I think, you know, you know, tell us, you know, where do you, where have you come from? Like your beginning, yeah. your upbringing, you know, in a very truncated way, because I think it's good to put context yeah. behind people. Yeah. So hit us. <clears throat> well, thank you very much, Junior, for the opportunity. I mean, it's uh first time you're doing this. So uh, on my way here, I was thinking, what wow, sort of question Junior going to ask me? So sort of trying to like reverse what, what I was going to say, etc. Yeah. I'd like to believe transparency is just probably going to be the best way moving forward. So a quick introduction to myself. I am, I am Claudie. I'm early thirties, originated from the Congo, Republic Democratic of the Congo. That's why I can hear or feel a little bit of French with my, with my English, etc. So I'm married for about five years, uh, being, um, graced with uh, two beautiful kids, uh, Malachi and Maisha. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's basically me. Um, currently working in quite a good uh, company. Well, I'm not going to uh, do an advert, advert for them at all. Yeah, <laughs> they haven't paid me to do this. So good company um, yeah. for a couple of years, etc. And uh, still trying to find my my way of life, etc. At the same time, I'm also a worshipper, um, a singer at church, because I, I, I love doing that. A little bit of story myself. So I've, uh, I've come to United Kingdom um, about... 18, 19 years ago, mm. <clears throat> I think uh, the age of uh, 12. Yeah. I know people are going to start doing the maths, etc. <laughs> but yeah, I've been in this country for quite for quite a long time. So yeah. um, I'm born, I came from a family of six. Oh, wow. So quite a, a big family. So yeah. I understand when... Um, What's your uh, place in the that previous, I'm, I'm the first, I'm the first born, the first child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of responsibilities. So I kind of sort of did relate last week when I heard your podcast, uh, podcast with, uh, um, I think it was um, Isaac and um, DA yeah. about uh, being in the family where there's loads of you guys. Yeah. So you have to share things, etc. So I did kind of relate <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, born in the family, the firstborn, three, boy, uh, three boys, three girls, uh, both same parents. So, uh, which is good. Uh, left the Congo, like I said, 20 years ago, I uh, came in England and now uh, staying with my uncle. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I've actually spent most of my life with my uncle, then my dad. Okay. Okay. Then, 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 then my dad. Uh, how's that, how's that feel? Like, like, would you, okay. Which, first of all, would you close with your father? Very, very, very close to my dad. I lived, like I said, I lived more with my uncle. Yeah. But then again, I was very, very close to my father who was far away. My mm. uncle who I lived with. Yes. I think it's something to do with the upbringing, the culture that my dad had when I was young, etc. So that stayed within me. Okay, okay. So okay. that's why. Um, 
So coming to the UK, etc. obviously, you know, the primary purpose why they send you in Europe, right? It's uh, you need to study because when you study, you, you know, have a good future, etc. That sort of things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, make the family proud of that kind of thing. Oh, that's Unlike nice. everybody else, I wasn't looking forward to come to Europe because <laughs> you've got your mom and dad. Why do you want to go in Europe, etc.? Especially with the uncle, they've not really lived with him. My uncle was a strict, strict uncle. Okay. So I strictly did not want to go because mm, this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's giving head. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one where, you know, when the parents go out, etc., if you do something wrong, you're going to be a uh, naughty corner for the whole day, that sort of thing. So it was very, very discipline kind of guy okay he's strong when he came to that so that was one of the reasons why i what am i going to do in europe you know uh, mm. i'm good here etc so come here um did my studies etc very 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 difficult because when you don't live with your parents directly yeah like you're 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 kind of like skeptical on what people gonna gonna think of you know if something that's properly bothering you in a sort of sense yeah 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 so um long story short lovely uncle uh lovely uncle we was we used to call him director of discipline so <laughs> with him with him there was no time for joke i've never actually seen him dd have a conversation because that's how oh. it was yeah so the only time you we used to hear from him was when it comes to discipline okay the whole family knew was discipline so my parents for if we sent them with Someone who's disciplined, then the future's bright because he's going to keep him in check. Yeah, etc. I, I, so I get that. That, that, that. that was in a nutshell. That's um, that's me, and uh, here I am. Um, so far, any questions specifically? So, what was your what did your uncle do as for a profession? Like, what was his main thing? Interestingly, so back home, what he used to do it was uh, business. He used to do business. So what I'll do is probably buy charcoal. We'll buy it, uh, export and importation, that sort of thing. So when he came into the UK, so I don't know what, wh why he stopped it completely. So obviously the, the main purpose of him living, you know, Africa, they think, okay, in Europe is probably bright future, bright opportunity, that sort of thing, etc. So to be honest, he didn't, he didn't actually carry on with that particular career. So he attempted to do a lot of, uh, haddocks, um, jobs here, here and there yeah and i remember at some point he did also try to be a music producer <laughs> so that was it <laughs> that, that was interesting that was interesting if yeah. when that was a quick um money scheme etc yeah, yeah, yeah um so i remember him doing that um and then he stopped it was basically just haddock stuff so he didn't actually have a proper profession but he was because he's no longer with us unfortunately uh but he became a minister okay. minister of religion um later on um a few years down the line so yeah that, that, that's basically what i did and how did that affect you that that like did you take after his his footsteps or did your dad's impression your father's impression still have a a bigger imprint in your life so his uh <clears throat> excuse me so i didn't really follow his footsteps per se Reason being is because he created his way of being, his way of being a disciplinary kind of person, okay. created a gap. Okay. Because you can't be authentic. You cannot be yourself okay. because in you're scared you're going to be reprimanded. You know, you're scared, yeah, yeah. et cetera. So, yeah. um, so if something is bothering you, yeah, I'll speak to my dad. That's why we had that really good relationship because your dad, my, you know, my dad will not judge. Okay, it will basically 
hey, my son, what's bothering you, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, dad, I don't like this, I don't like etc. Give you to listen. Mm-hmm. My uncle would be like, what's wrong? You'd be like, I don't like this. I don't like it. Why don't you not like it? Yeah? Why don't you like, it? you're a man, you know, etc. That sort of thing. So I get why he was doing it. Yeah, I get what he was doing, etc. But with my kind of personality, that then created that barrier within our relationship. You know, yeah. you love him. You love him to bit, etc. But you just, you cannot be vulnerable to him. Yeah. So vulnerability was not a thing. Okay. Okay. So... You had him as a father figure because he's your dad, mm-hmm. which is great. But in terms of someone that you can interconnect, you know, someone that you can tell him you worry, someone that you can, you know, you can want encouragement from. That wasn't that was that wasn't the case. So it became very, very, very difficult. But at the same time, I later on then had to understand it's, it's also because of his upbringing himself. Upbringing, you know, yeah, yeah. he grew up where he never actually had. He grew up in a family where there was like 15 of them, right? So aye, aye, when you're 15 aye. of you guys, you don't really have a relationship with with your dad because there's plenty of you guys. There's, there's plenty, plenty. So you become like a register. You're like number one, number two, number three, etc. So, so, and I got to understand him later on down the line yeah, yeah. that he was only giving you what he was given before he was good, etc. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it will give you the father protection that you need etc but interconnect with you to understand you know why is claudia like okay yeah. um you know what bothers him a lot what makes him upset etc so mm. it's like the part of vulnerability was not there okay so which then i didn't benefit that from 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 my uncle and i benefit that from from from, from my father okay so it was a very very interesting relationship so that's why when um when I did listen to the podcast with, with the previous two gents, gentlemen that, that you had, it was like, I had, in a sense, it was like the best of both worlds, but in a different way. I okay. had a very, very good relationship with my dad. Loved him too. It was like my go-to person. Yes. Like, yeah. go-to person. Yeah. But he was far away from me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't have that close, close proximity relationship with him. But yeah. I knew if I needed someone to talk to, you know, he's yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah. But I knew... If I need someone to put me in line in check, it's <laughs> uncle, it's you know, uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because him literally is like, hey, if he's, if he's to him, you know, I'm unwell or I don't feel like etc. Be like, hey, you must pray, <laughs> you must pray. You're a child of God, that sort of thing, etc. So it's, it's it's a weird kind of love. It was a weird kind of love. So I yeah. knew who to go to, yeah, for different circumstances of my life. But yeah. I thank God, thank God, because that that shaped me. For you know, for for who I am, and uh, weird enough, growing up now, and now start to see certain traits of him in me. Oh wow! And you're thinking, I didn't really want that. <laughs> so do you know what? When they talk about environment matters, yeah, 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 it does. If even when you you, you try and put a blind eye into it, whatever whatever you are, in five years time, if, if I'm hanging around with with uh, you know. Uh, drunkies Well I do apologise Not drunkies But if I'm hanging around with, with Perverse people, people. Who, who, Perverse yeah, people Perverse people If yeah. I could call it that Even if I'm I think I'm in a right path Etc But yeah. that environment One Five years down the line It will rub you off It will, it will rub you off mm. Even subconsciously Without knowing Straight Certain words That you could be using That never used to use But because of our environment I'll just use it So long story short So that's basically In a nutshell That's Claudie As for My my sort of uh, upbringing from where I came from to where I am now. So, yeah. So, um, 
in terms of like you, mm-hmm. like like how 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 do you manage optics, right? So in the way in which people perceive you, yeah, and the and who you are, like is it a thing whereby because I know for that, for example, for me, for example, for a long time, yeah. I didn't want people to know the full me or mm-hmm. that I went through traumatic things or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I wanted people just to see the kind of, the perfect kind of self, you know, this specific angle of me, right? Yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, based upon the appeasement of others at the expense of my, my villainous, mm-hmm. my depth. Mm-hmm. How, how do you manage that? Is that something that you struggle with in terms of, you being you and you appeasing others. Yeah. So for someone who grew up in a in a family uh, in a, in the church environment. Yes. Okay. So there's a certain persona that you had to show mm-hmm. to show that you know what I'm I'm I came from a Christian home. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. growing up, you didn't really have that relationship with mm-hmm. God per se at that stage. Mm-hmm. So what I struggled with with the most up until, you know, coming to realization now is I did a lot of stuff that I thought would be good and now please people. Okay. For example, I'd go to church every Sunday because it's a norm. I had to get it done because if you don't, then they're probably going to think devil child. Yeah, devil child. child. Yeah, devil yeah. child. That's yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I sang in church. Yeah. Dude, exactly what you what you want the best child to do. They'll go to school, <laughs> sang in church, etc. I had curfew, so that means I didn't really go out a lot as my mate used to. I yeah. didn't have that liberty, that sort of freedom, etc. Yeah. You know, curfew six o'clock. You have to be home because if you don't, you're, you're finished. Probably, you're finished. You're finished. Yeah, Pow. you know. Yeah, this is not why you were sent to Europe. <laughs> I don't know why you're behaving like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so. I struggled a lot because a lot of stuff that I, I wanted to do as a youth. Do you know, like you surround with mates that I'll talk to you about. I went clubbing. I went like, clubbing. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. How is it like clubbing, that sort of thing, etc. So, oh, you know, I, you know, try this weed. All well, that kind of stuff is good. You know, bunny, it, bruv, it's going to be good. That Literally, sort of thing. Bad, so yeah. you surround with friends yeah. that tell you this stuff that as a young person, you're curious of doing. You're curious, yeah. But because of, the family I was brought up in, it's like I did. I, I was not given an opportunity to try and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I was so used to giving people what they wanted to to see or mm-hmm. what they wanted to hear. You know, for example, you know, I still went to church. I still did all of that, but you know, I still wanted to have a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But then again. I go to church, girlfriend doesn't correlate, mm, you know. So I struggled with that. So in a sense, it was double, double life in a sense. So even marrying my wife now, she she sort of said, she said to me, do you know that you're a very, very good actor? Like, <laughs> like she said to me, you're a very, very good, good actor. But the, the thing is, <laughs> it's way, not right? something that you think of doing it. Doing it's because... Subconsciously. If, subconsciously, because I grew up in a sense where I needed to show certain attributes because of my because of you know where i came from yeah yeah yeah. etc that i didn't have that authenticity or that relationship Mm -hmm. okay so therefore i struggle with the fact that you know i like i said to you i wanted to drink i wanted to go clubbing so i was then doing it Mm. whilst i was doing the other live etc so i became very good 
are giving you, for example, if I know Junior like football, I will speak to you about football like God will connect like crazy. <laughs> but deep inside, I know I don't really like football, <laughs> you know, you know, etc. So be real, I'll be, be real, exactly. So be real. I'll be pally pally with you because I can connect with what you can find something in common. Yeah. But at the same time, that's not really what I wanted. Okay. What I wanted was basically just to be a young man that did everything that his friends did to have that life experience, you know, yeah. go out, yeah. that sort of thing as normal. Yeah. People go to parties. I had to sneak out to go to parties <laughs> because it wasn't really that kind of thing. I get why that was sort of inst- installed into me at that point because yeah. if I didn't have a direction, God knows I'll probably have, you know, children here and there. Mm. But at the same time, I was not giving them room for mistakes or room to make errors it was like i knew off from the back of my head claudia you've been sent to europe to study and to bright your future so therefore you have no you have no chance to do anything that everybody could do that could hinder your future and how does that make you feel like because you know you know when you you live life for somebody else but you're not living life for yourself like that battle i know for me has at certain points in my life has been challenging. Mm-hmm. And only when I said, you know what, Bunnett, I'm not living for anybody else. I'm living based upon what's been placed within me. Yeah. And this is who I am. You mm-hmm. either like it or you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, like at what point do you get to that realization? Or is that something that you're still battling with, you know, in terms of operating based upon what is in you, truly in you and what makes you happy? You know, when he says like, write the vision down, you know? So like yeah. you, you can look at that vision and say, yeah. this is me, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And it may not be what other people want me to be, mm-hmm. but this is this is what it's going to be. Like how, has there been like a reconciliation of that aspect or is that something you're still fighting with? I'm still fighting with, um, to be really honest with you, but what's helped that transition is uh, having that authentic relationship with Christ, okay? Mm-hmm. That then took place, uh, probably say, uh, maybe about 10 years ago. Then I start to come to a self-realization. It's mm-hmm. very important because I used to see that, you know, you can sing at church, but you have girlfriend. You're still having intercourse outside of church or mm-hmm. something, etc. Like at some point, you know, you bring yourself in check. You're like, hold on. This is actually not right. Mm-hmm. Because I want to whatever I'm doing on Monday I'm able to do on Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that I'm having to live that double life, I just didn't like it at some point. Mm. Within yourself already, you just, you know, you feel like what you're doing is not right. My conscience just clicked in a sense. Yeah. Okay. But how do you move from your conscience clicking than actually living what you actually want to become? Okay. So, um, so at some point, like I said, the double life that I lived, mm-hmm. but then, then men, I made, a lot of horrible mistakes, you know, for example, you know, I, I then became very, very, very private. Okay. Very, very private in whatever I do. Very sneaky. Like, <laughs> very, very, very sneaky. Yeah. To the extent to the extent where you'll never see me clubbing, you'll yeah. never see me drink, etc. But like, like I, I was the master when it came to like, white night stand, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Or, yeah. or like, Mr. Tokyo Girl in a sense. Cause, okay. Because, like because of, I knew what people wanted. wanted. Okay. And I knew how to give them what they wanted. So mm. that then gave me an advantage. Mm. Okay. So I knew if someone comes to me about the relationship problem, I know what they want to hear at that time. 
okay. and I will give him at that time, etc. Etc. And until one time someone said to me, Whatever you do on this earth, you either pay it or your children will pay it. And when they said that to me, I was like, Whatever I'm doing, I wouldn't want someone to do it to my daughter or my son. Mm. And that's when I realized you've got to change your ways. Yeah. You've got to change. You know, sometimes there's always one thing that you hear from someone that just bring into relation everything yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, as soon as I heard that, I started now to intentionally not do what I'll do. So not put myself in some position yeah. and, and need to do, et cetera. So it was like a self deliverance. I didn't need pastor to put their hands on me, et cetera. It was just a word from someone. And I remember until now that whatever you do now, you will rip it later, one way or the other. Mm. If it's not you or your children. Mm. And I realized if I don't want that to happen to my kids, if I don't want that to happen to my daughter, et cetera, then I need to put a stop into it now. And what helped that is having that authentic, develop that relationship with God. Okay, that I, I realized that I did not want to live another life on Saturday, mm. another life on Sunday. I'd go clubbing discreetly yeah. because I became an adult, right? <laughs> My uncle cannot control me. Of course. Okay. Yeah. And on Sunday, praise and worship leader. Praise and worship. Sing. Leader. Please. Not even sing. Leader and everything. Hey. Yeah, I'm even on YouTube and everything. Like, <laughs> from, clearly from 12 years ago. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to check that yeah, out. Abs abs ab absolutely. So one thing that I I know for a fact. So we'll talk about me. Yeah. Who am I, etc. I am Claudie, someone who grew up in the best of both worlds, had a loving father mm -hmm. and a very disciplined uncle. Yeah. Someone who... Never, because I grew up with my uncle, the discipline side of things, never saw a man cry, mm. never saw a man being vulnerable, only mm. saw a fi father figure provide, yeah. provide and pray to God. That's it. Okay. So therefore, I then became very numb. So mm. I had to I'll hide what's really bothering me. Yeah. So even speaking like this coming through, it was it's a long thing I was thinking. Oh my, what, what am I going to say? You know, what, what is it, what, what is it to hear, et cetera. Yeah. So Claudie is, pers is someone who made a lot of mistakes in life because of the environment that he grew into. So he had to adopt certain lifestyle yes. to please people, mm -hmm. but it wasn't right within, within himself mm -hmm. because I wasn't given an opportunity to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's why I think it's very, very important <clears throat> to allow people not to let someone fall into their mistakes. But if someone, you tell someone off, not tell them off, but if something is bothering you, okay, do you know what? Junior, I think this this is not really a great way of life, etc. But you let them. Figure it out. Figure out opportunity. Life will then teach you. Hopefully it doesn't teach you when it's too late. Mm. So in a nutshell, that's it. So very, very good someone are hiding hiding the, the the emotions that's because i never really had someone who can tell you it's okay to say i'm hurt mm. it's okay to be a child of god say i'm going through stuff rather yeah. than say we'll go on sunday we'll pray to god god will answer it that sort of thing so that vulnerability piece never really had so how much has your cultural upbringing affected your ability to really be vulnerable and connect like um 
like in terms of okay so i know in like let's say the 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 black community yeah talking about let's say like mental health is like yo like you don't talk about or talking about feelings or counseling or things to do with the mind Mm is like yo like we we don't really do that and that's that sometimes prohibits i know it's prohibited me from actually dealing or addressing certain things for a very long time so i've I've like i've put it off thinking that oh yeah i've dealt with it right i prayed about it but fundamentally i haven't accepted i haven't reconciled i haven't forgiven truly um and because of that cultural stigma attached to the mind you know mental health you know you know uh and all that other and all those other things it's kind of prohibited me from truly being powerful and owning the stuff that i've been through my story rather than just being a victim has that affected like has that been something that's affected you or impaired you in yeah, any way? I, I know what you mean. So for someone who's been brought up in the no, Christian sort of um, household, yeah. as well as uh, African community, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, developing the speaking um, uh, piece or uh, giving people a platform to express themselves yeah, yeah. It's not really a thing that's encouraged within the black community, or mm. especially the Congolese community, I like, I like, I like to yeah. say, for, for example. Yeah. So anything that plays around the mind, that involves the mind, etc., we yeah. seem yeah. to sway it or turn it into the spirit, focus more on the spiritual side of things, yeah. pray yeah. to God and God will answer you, etc. Mm. But realizing that mental health is something that is good when you also speak, when mm-hmm. you express yourself. It yeah. does liberate you in a sense. So, especially, I don't know about anybody else, especially within the Congolese community, we've mastered the spiritual side of things. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, the physical side of things, we haven't mastered it okay. at all. Okay. Yeah. So something like mental health or something that's bothering you, etc. you tend to think, what would people think of me? Okay, if I say to them, uh, you know, I, I feel suicidal. Or if I say to them, oh, I'm worried, I'm anxious. Okay, what what would people think think of me? It's mainly as a black man, okay, it's something that you've always been shown how to portray the strong, strong. side of things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the strong side of things. To the extent where I remember some uncles even saying, as a man, you can even die with it. You know, yeah. I'll drive. I'll drive a die with it. I'll drive a die with my with my pride, with my sorrow, rather than pride. exposing the world, etc. And people. that's killed a lot, a lot of people, people. psychologically. Yes. Okay. So as a person, how did that affect me a lot? Is because you have a lot of stuff that's that you want to say, mm. but you cannot say. Yeah. So that is eating your insides slowly and slowly. You put a blind eye into it because of the person that you want people to see, for example. Yes. But when it comes to vulnerability of saying, do you know what? I feel I feel like God doesn't exist. Even in the Congolese community, mm. especially in the African household, you say to them, I feel like those, God doesn't exist. Because it reaches, it's, it's the certain situation or a certain stage of your life where you're going through some stuff yeah. that you start to question even the existence of God. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. is okay. Yeah. It is okay to do that. Yeah. Because I don't remember even the pastor's telling me that you should not even question the existence of God, etc. Mm. So for them, it's like 
we so spiritualize, we even forget the element peace, I think, as a human being. Now you human even being. Jesus had, had feelings. Jesus yeah. got angry. Jesus got upset. Mm -hmm. Jesus kicked people out of the temple, etc. Mm -hmm. So we, so in, 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 in a nutshell, it's very, very hard to have been brought up in a, you know, African um, home mm -hmm. and being able to open and express yourself. Okay. So very, very difficult. It's up until coming to this, you know, in Europe, et cetera. Yeah. And uh, with all the, the resources that you've been given, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you start to realize when you speak, you do free yourself. Yes. Whether or not it's for the good or the bad, et cetera. Majority will help you on how to say certain things. Mm -hmm. But speaking culture is something that needs to be culti cult cult cultivated because you 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 self heal yourself by even by even speaking yes okay so for example if something like right now i've i've reached a stage where i can you know bring a brother um uh, a junior i can say you know what last week i wasn't well this this is what happened etc yeah without hiding something thinking what are they gonna think of me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what are they gonna think of me and that's that's powerful because that openness, that genuineness allows people to see the real you. Yeah. Um, and they either accept the real you yeah. or they don't. Yeah. If they don't, no problem. Mm -hmm. But you want people to see the real you yeah. and not be ashamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just embrace embracing yourself first. Like I said, when you're, you come to a realization of something that's boring you, et cetera, mm -hmm. is the start of your healing process. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because what happened then you own your situation at that point. Yes. There's nothing to hide. Okay. Yes. So if I'm a, th a thief, for example, and I say, Junior, I'm struggling with stealing. You know, if you leave £10 there, it will probably be gone. I don't know. <laughs> I might have my own £10, but I feel like taking etc. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that I'm telling you already, I'm freeing myself. So for example, mm -hmm. I know for a fact that if we're here, your £10 and gone, you know, it's me. All right. So I can't really hide. So you, you can just really include it. Yeah giving the money then I'll have to give it etc rather than me taking him yeah. swinging it or shoving it under the table or something telling you oh, I think it's under the table I don't think yeah. so the fact that when you self realize something that's bothering you and then you speak about it mm. you're owning it you know, there's no shame into it yes you self deliver yourself that sort of thing so for example when I talk about showing people what you know uh, due to my upbringing I was very good at showing people what they wanted to see. Mm -hmm. And when I've come to a realization that this is not how I should be living, mm -hmm. you know, whatever I'm doing in secret, I wouldn't want someone to do it to my son or to my daughter, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. With that self-realization already, I'm free to actually say, do you know what? I'm not going to put myself in certain situations that I know that I'm going to fall from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because if I put myself in that situation, what I'm going to have to do is work so hard to now hide it. Hide that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a big, that's a, that's a big one. So I, I would rather not put myself in a situation. So for example, I was stopped from going clubbing and at some point I realized, oh, I think I'm 18, I'm old enough. I started mm. doing it. And I think I overdid it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think I then overdid it at some yeah. point. Yeah. And now that I've come to realization, whatever that I was doing as part of the club and a part of women, etc. you know, uh, doing all things that you wanted to do. Yeah. A big time player, I'm telling you. Yeah, big time, a, yeah. A big time player. I knew... What, what do they call you? What, you must have had a name, right? They call me Wheezy. They call me, they call me Mr. Wheezy. Yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for tuning in to part one of my conversation with Claude. Stay tuned for part two.